everyone. Uh, welcome to the Anytime Notebook. Um, out of the blocks a little bit earlier this week on a Thursday. Uh, John, must be because we've got nothing better to do, right? So we might as well get it done. I think that's I think that's how um, international weekends work, isn't it? John, how are you? Yeah, good evening, mate. Yeah, that's definitely right. It's not the most inspiring of cards, but you never know. We might we might find one. Uh, after, after last week, it, that was the first week that stung a bit for me. Um, John, I mean, you, I have, you get numb to it, but last week was uh, a bit special. I, wasn't it? I have never seen a a weekend like it. You know, looking. What do you do after you've you know if you've been to watch a game or you you scroll through Twitter, maybe have a look at some mentions, get some early match reports. But really, the the truth the truth is uncovered right on a Sunday morning once you know XG and stuff is uploaded and you can you can kind of see some of the chances that came their way. You know, we we're, we're we're knocking on the door, I guess, on all of our selections with nearly two goals expected, I guess. And, you know, for, forget about Sam Graham. So I watched him Saturday. He's he's not scoring anytime soon. But, you know, you had Ryan Delaney up at Morecambe, I mean, four yards out, and he's nodded it straight up in the air. What else did we have? Cabango. You, you were a big, you watched the uh, the Swansea game, didn't you? I know you were a big fan of... Don Goodman and his Andy Parslow chat on Saturday Saturday afternoon. <laughs> don't 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 get me started, or I'll, I'll upset someone else. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it I mean, uh, yeah, going off topic a little bit, but it, it it was a decent game from the Swansea point of view. Um, Hull looked awful, as I think we said weeks ago when they were top. To be fair to us, to give us a bit of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Don Goodman. He, well, they all seemed obsessed with Parslow and like it was a brand new thing that a team's got a set-piece specialist. Um, they just kept showing him. Uh, he must have had 20 camera shots in the first half. Um, for instance, they played a corner in. It was a decent delivery, well cleared, and they spent about two minutes saying, you know, why is he watching it back, basically? Well, it's his job. Um, <laughs> so I was very confused by that. And uh, then Don Goodman kept going on about, there's about 10 great chances in the first half when there wasn't. Um, but trying to be positive, uh, I was really impressed with uh, Luke Cundall, who came on for the injured Joe Allen um, about after about half an hour. Best player on the pitch by a mile, took responsibility, passed forward. I mean, Allen and Grimes is a little bit of a sideways midfield at times. Um mm-hmm. it's good at keeping the ball, but they need someone who can feed Piero, and he did. He... He just looked very brave on the ball. We got into good position. He scored a goal. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to keep him out of the side now, um, which could be a good thing for them. they got a tough set of fixtures coming up. Um, Piero looks sharp again, and sometime soon he's going to get a hatful in one game. You could have had two or three there easily. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he, he doesn't strike you as lacking any confidence. There's just there's just stuff not not falling his way at the moment. Um, I think Sky could have probably got better value to look at my face when Kabang, Ben Kabango missed I guess you know a bit more composure but I guess that's the price you pay uh, when you back someone exactly. you know at a, at a big price who by all intents and purposes has just got one to slot home from the edge of the six yard box and still manages to, to catch the defender Bob Atkinson had another chance as well rampaging down the left hand side and um, add that yeah, all together the, the Ryan Delaney bet for you know extra Kind of extra harsh, I think, on you because you've um, you've oh, talked yeah. up kind of the the dodgy Forest Green back line, and then Farron Rawson nips in to get the winner from a set piece. 
Um, yeah, he's um, he, he was the first without after timing because I didn't back him, so it's not after timing. But he was the first name on the list before I looked at anything. But he just had nothing going forward. I know he'd missed a few games, and his career record had just got worse over the years. But he did have before that game. I haven't checked it again this week, but he was right near the top of the aerial duels won defensively in the whole league. Um, and obviously, the ex club system just outweighs everything else, as we know. Exactly. Even and the birthday system, another one, and I know it. Even Paul Huntington, Wimbledon did try and throw one in for him on his birthday. Yeah, I saw that. I think you you called it right when we um when we set up the call tonight, which was hey, we would have we would have bitten your hand off, right? If you'd have told us about the the chances and opportunities, it would have come last uh, come the players' way last week. Um, but as we all know, oh, yeah. value value doesn't put dinner on the table, and it didn't do last week. But um, still a good sign that we are putting up the right players in the right spots. We've had um, what a full EFL slate last weekend, and some EFL trophy games in the middle of the week. Anything catch your eye from 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 last weekend? Um. Not really. I mean, I was I was more looking at the. Um, uh, there's a few things from the cup, but I'm, I'm really trying to ignore that cup now, even though I had a couple of losers in midweek. Uh, I think I've said that every round so far to you, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's go, going well. Giving up the cup system is going really well. Um, no, not really, not really, not really. I have this horrible tendency just to be like home and near a computer when team news appears for cup games. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, it's hard, it's hard really not to just, look, to be honest. I should really just walk out and just go find myself somewhere else. But yeah, similar to you, it's... Um, I think I picked a couple of non-runners in the week as well. Um, I, I just reflecting on on last weekend, um, did a fair bit of a podcast listening this week. I, once I'm, the more I commute, the more I get back commuting. It's useful to to listen to as as much content as I can. Uh, the excellent Charlton Live podcast. I was interested in kind of Charlton fans thought. I'll post a link in the in the podcast podcast notes for anyone that, that wants to listen. But much improved second half performance against Fleetwood. Their first sighting of Manny Egbo came on at right back, but from his um from his time with uh, Swindon last year, wasn't it? I think it, it, pretty versatile up and down that right-hand side. And if uh, Ben Garner wants to go at three at the back, you know, just coming back from injury, if he makes the team, I thought prices around 25 to one look interesting for someone who definitely carries a, a, an attacking threat. Um, Charlton up against Barnsley this weekend. And the only other thing I noticed was, looks like we missed the price on um, Adeji Osilaja, who's playing midfield for Burton instead of... I always add him. When I see his name, I always think he's a centre-half, which I think he's been... Yes, yeah, so did I. For Gilling I missed that places like that. But yeah, he's been... Um, yeah. We missed the price because he started the last couple of games in midfield and he scored in the win against Exeter. Uh, I mention it for no other reason than to say we've seen it and we've missed it. Uh, coupon. But, John, as always, we've found some selections. Do you want to lead us off with your nap of the weekend? Yes, mate. So the nap is Alfie Mawson at 28s for Wickham at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, now, I mentioned there that I didn't spot anything from last weekend. Now, my mind went blank. It was actually Mawson that I spotted first thing on Sunday. He, he registered a 0.22 XG against Derby. Um, 
just someone I've been waiting to get with, really. Um, when I first looked at the coupon, I thought Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, what am I doing here? Uh, you know, I'm trying to sh- I'm trying to get away from backing players who teams are five to one to win the match. Uh, it's not really an ideal place to start, but obviously the price compensates for one. And I've dug into it a little bit more now. Sheffield Wednesday have given up. These are all at home. They've given up 1.5 XG to Pompey, 1.25 to Barnsley and 0.7 against Ipswich, all at home. Now, I'm sort of backfitting this a bit because at the moment you can't put Wickham in the uh, amongst those sides, but, you know, they've got the quality there. And looking at Wickham away against the, the better sides they've played, if you like, they generated basically one away at Bolton, 1.43 at Barnsley and 0.87 at Derby last weekend. So that's quite encouraging. So maybe something about setting up away against the bigger sides gives them a little bit more creativity. I'm stretching there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're generating enough in the tougher games and Sheffield Wednesday are still giving up plenty against the uh, against the bigger opposition, if you like. Now, Ainsworth, Gareth Ainsworth, Wickham manager, has been moaning about injuries and they've got a very tough run coming up. Uh, they really need to start firing pretty soon not to get too cut adrift because they've got, I think they've got the hardest set of fixtures in the next six on all the um, the people who rank the fixture strength. Um, now, Mawson, he's had seven starts since he's rejoined Wickham on a free after his long injury. It's just hard to get out of my head that he did score seven in 57 the last time he played for Wickham. Now, OK, it's a long time ago now. He, he, he might be, he's not the same player and he, he can't, you know, he can't get into those positions anymore. I don't know yet, but that little sign of life against Derby, it just twisted my arm to go, go with him. So it's Alfie Mawson at 28. My nap is Matthew Platt, twenty to one for Bradford. A player probably in plenty of notebooks, but pretty you know, surprised at the price considering who the opposition is, which is AFC Wimbledon. Delivery from yeah. Richard Smallwood, the absolute X factor here. Been superb the last couple of weeks. Two goals direct from corners. We could probably do with Andy Cook not getting on the end of them. Seems a, a waste for centre arse to trudge up from the back only for a six to four shots to nod in from close range. Um, Platt yet to open his account for Bradford, but four in fifty starts for Barrow in League 2 coming off a good chance against Tranmere where he's got in between Simeu and Turnbull for a header on goal similarly Warsaw where he's, he's stuck around after a breakdown in a set piece to, to fashion a chance at the far post as well like I said I, I, was, I was surprised uh, you know on a, on a on a weekend where Wimbledon's deficiencies from set pieces are probably known Bradford's supremacy is probably known and I'm you know Matthew Platt mentioned in plenty of places over the last few weeks I was fairly surprised that that there was um 20 to 1 around so um hey with with, with that you know never look a gift horse in the mouth uh, we'll put up uh, Matthew Platt at 20 to 1 for Bradford Yeah that's a that's a really good spot I think that's that's probably way too big, actually, the more you look at it, especially with the, like you say, the opposition matchup. Uh, now, my next best, I'm not going to lie, I was struggling here. I've gone back and forward on a few players. It's just not really, a lot of the matchups aren't that appealing. So I've gone for opposing Bristol Rovers again. And, and obviously, the fact they're playing Accrington means I have to mention Accrington anyway. So I've, I've gone for Mitchell Clark at, the strange price of 19s. He's also, he's actually known as Mitch Clark, but on the 
on the coupons is Mitchell Clark. That's Accrington at Bristol Rovers. Um, now, this is the the potential crazy match of the weekend in League One in terms of what could happen. Uh, Accrington still without a recognised striker in the squad uh, after Lowe's recent injury. He seems to have some sort of undiagnosed condition. Um, they've signed the veteran Delfonso up front. He played in midweek, but I don't think he'll start here. He might be on the bench. So legendary notebook member. Well, he's in my eyes. Anyway, Sean McConville <laughs> is uh, f- filling the role up front manfully. And I thought I'd mention here, he's making his 400th appearance here for Accrington, which is a great achievement, obviously. Um, So that's, you know, that's really impressive. So he's doing a great job up front, sort of filling that role in. Um, Now, those who've taken fives on in running that I'm going to put up, Harvey Rogers, have uh, have done your money, (laughs) uh, unfortunately. Um, This is one of those cases where you can't rely on the XG because... He had a 0.3 XG last week. Now, anyone who's seen the highlight, you, you'll see that McConville's cutting in from a, from a broken down set piece and has absolutely smashed it in from the left side of the box. It's hit Rogers somewhere in the face, uh, <laughs> deflected off him, hit the angle of the post and the bar. He looks five yards offside and... I don't know if it would have been given. It probably would have been given because it all happened so quickly. But it's one of those where that, for me, doesn't really mean anything because that, that could happen to anyone. Um, You're right, actually. You look, you look in the book and it's, um, yeah, Harvey Rogers has hit the bar and he's yeah. at a, what, 0.3 XG. But actually, yeah, looking at it, it in it, real it's, terms. It's worth, it's worth nothing, really. I mean, it's it, worth yeah, nothing. Any, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Harvey. Sorry, Harvey. One, one, week, <laughs> one weekend he's going to get me with a goal, isn't he? Um, Anyway, uh, going on to Bristol Rovers. Um, now, Joey Barton, love him or loathe him, he, he's certainly not afraid to do strange things like last weekend with um, he only had one fit senior centre-back in Alfie Kilgore. He decided to bench him and use Glenn Whelan in a Franz Beckenbauer role. Um didn't quite work to the same effect as the the old Kaiser. I don't think Glenn Whelan was ever that player. Well, I know he wasn't, and he certainly isn't now. Um, and he went on to say, in his you know in his unusual style, he went on to say, he'd "Do it again," which is all well and good. But I can't really. Obviously, it tells you that he doesn't fancy Kilgore one little bit, but he's going to have to use him again soon. So I, I don't really understand that. I mean, I was, Bobby um... Thomas has got it. Yeah, I, I was a I was in a week. What we've had a week of managerial casualties. I was amazed when I saw that Bristol Rovers score and the fact that he hadn't started Kilgore last week. I thought it was Joe proper toys out the pram time, and I thought I'll be waking yeah, up it on was. Sunday morning to see to see Barton had, had resigned and gone. But yeah, so you know he lives to lives to fight another day, and he's you can pay attention to him again this week. But yeah. Yeah, he, he, I think he enjoys that, possibly. Mm. Uh, Bobby Thomas is back, though, to be fair. And I know he's a player you've been waiting to back. Um, at the standout price with Unibet, he would be playable, but, you know, it's Unibet, so we'll, we'll ignore that for now. <laughs> um, sorry about that. If you've got a sponsorship deal lined up with Unibet, I've, uh, I've just ruined I've ruined your 15 years of hard work. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> I'm going around in circles here, but going back to Mitch Clark, I did mention him in dispatches in the Forest Green game. He looked the biggest threat. Now, he's not someone who's got a lot of XG. He's not someone who's got a good career record, but he's only young still. And I think he's developing a more important role in the side this season because they've got no 
um, left 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 back or left side attacking presence, especially now McConville has gone central. Um, so he has been getting forward well, positioning's well. He's got a lot of lot of assists, which obviously doesn't help here. But he's getting into the positions, and if it does go into a shootout type of game, um, I'll chance him at the top price of nineteen. This is a this is a proper reach. This one, pure instincts, right? I, I thought, you know, after all these years of me talking at people about about goal scorers, they don't want what expertly researched opinions based on spreadsheets and macros. They want unfiltered instincts from an amateur yep. guesser. So here's my here's my proper reach for for Saturday. Uh, do we trust Crawley to pose Doncaster a few problems? Maybe so. You know, Donny lost the last three games on a bounce, all against sides that were finished probably above Crawley this year. But Kevin Betsy's men are finding the back of the net now, even if those performances aren't up to being quite competitive as they as they might seem. They were on a you know nice little kind of unbeaten run before Crew last week. I just wonder whether. You know, a bit of pressure on Gary McSheffrey here to arrest that run and get back into contention against the side that they should be beating. But in all essence, I you know these are these are two bad sides. I think in in this division, I was just I just noted here that you know people were falling over themselves to back Northampton at odds against last week, which you know gladly landed the money easily against Rochdale. But I don't see quite the rush for you know six to five Doncaster, and I think probably for good reason because I think Doncaster are probably a fair bit short of that top six um so who do we think you know tight game perhaps a Crawley set piece and there's nothing in the data that suggests that that they're, they're, they're about to strike but we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago purely from a price standpoint Harry Ransom at 28 to 1 for the away side really should have opened his his seasonal account in the 1-0 defeat to crew last weekend these kind of the balls bounced through to the far post and, and he's arrived late and you probably should have finished it uh, we mentioned him first time on the pod following uh, Crawley beat uh, Fulham didn't they in the Carabao Cup and he's been a bit quiet since then but in a in a in a in a weekend where you're kind of looking to um hey where might some of the, the more vulnerable favourites be and, and can I get with some of the away sides on you know nothing more than a bit of instinct then Crawley could be the ones Harry Ransom could be the one at twenty eight to one and he's probably the one I'd want to be on here to benefit from any Doncaster pressure at Harry Ransom at twenty eight to one. Uh, I could just before we leave then, John, anything else from a, a notebook point of view um, that kind of looks interesting this weekend that didn't quite make the cut? Um, I was tempted to go for a repeat with Delaney for Morecambe, to be honest, um, home to Cambridge. I can't get a figure. They, they seem to either be very good or very bad at the moment, um, very up and down. Uh, look, completely different side at times so just got put off a little bit there uh the same game your man jensen weir looks a fair price again um nothing wrong with his price i don't think the one who i thought you might look at um just from history uh, is uh, fraser horsfall in the 2 p.m kickoff mm-hmm. uh stop walk back at former club system northampton uh the problem with him is once i started digging on his data this year it's not really that good he did score against wimbledon but He's not really, he's not getting anything like the numbers he did for Northampton, which is obviously due to Stockport's performance as well. Any views on him? I know you like him as a rule. He did. Every time I grew up in and around Northampton and uh, every time I went back there in the last couple of years, someone has asked me whether I was related to him. 
Um, or I'd like to think they asked him whether he's related to me as well, but I don't think oh, it quite yeah. goes. I think it quite goes that way. But yeah, he's. Um, he, I think he he's low on a kind of number of chances, right? But the chances that he's getting tend to be good ones. And I and I think yeah, yeah he's right. I, I to be honest, I haven't even. I haven't even looked at the price. It's probably it was one on the list. Uh, but I he's, imagine he's about ten ten to one best. So yeah. I just I wasn't really yeah. He's one of those that you knew was going to be a little bit too short. But 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 yeah, as bad as what Rochdale were last weekend, I weren't that impressed by Northampton, and I probably would be on the side of Stockport here. Um, so, and and we know that the horse will carry as a threat. Um, former, not the only uh, member of the uh, the former club system this weekend. Um, the, I thought the TV game was interesting. Um, Exeter against uh, Forest Green. Um, yep. Exeter, Jonathan Grounds limped off, didn't he? I think for Exeter in the week, and so it might be some rearranging of that back three. And Jordan Moore Taylor might be the one at fourteens for Forest Green Rovers against his former club. And as uh, as shrewdly pointed out to me. Uh, just before the uh, just before we started recording as well, if we were on the former club system. I think half that Warsaw back line have played for Tranmere as well. So you got what, yes, I did the, see that. Yeah. Peter Clark <laughs> is on the bench. Even even Daniels started out there like ten years ago. So you've got um, yeah. you've got plenty you've got plenty there for um, for Ooh. former club system when Warsaw Warsaw played Tranmere at the weekend. Um, apart from that, nothing really else for me, John. What about um, our good friend Ross McIntosh, who um, absolutely loves this player? What don't we, we, should we give Ross a shout out again? We almost certainly should. There is, there is no doubt. You know, we didn't want to steal Ross's fun thunder this weekend. But um, if you are looking for a Colchester threat against uh, Rochdale, the aforementioned Rochdale this weekend, then you could do a lot worse than dig Ross out on Twitter and uh, follow the thread. Um, yeah, he's a big fan of uh, of um, Dallinson, right? Tom, is it Tom? Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom Dallison. Um, yeah, so a little warning for Ross that you see how it ends up with me and Harvey Rogers. So you've got to be a little bit careful. Um, it's been a painful two years. There's officially a Tom Dallinson cliff with our name on it, um, but right. a, a huge price this weekend, and all credit to that's it. it to yeah, the, the price is the price is there. The price is absolutely fantastic against the right opposition in a good spot. John, I think we'll we'll leave it there. Um, John, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll speak next week. Thanks, mate. Speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.